Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The Word of the Lord, according to Joel chapter 2, verses 12 through 19. Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And he relents over disaster. Who knows whether he will turn and relent. And leave a blessing behind him, and a grain offering, and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast. Call a solemn assembly, gather the people, consecrate the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, even nursing infants. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priest, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare your people, O Lord, and make not your heritage a reproach a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Then the Lord became jealous for his land and had pity on his people. The Lord answered and said to his people, behold, I'm sending you grain, wine, and oil, and you will be satisfied. And I will no more make you a reproach among the nations. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. During this season of Lent, we have focused on a special theme that will take us all the way to the final day of Lent on Good Friday. This next six weeks, you will hear about the waters of life. And you will see how those waters of life connect us to the blood of the cross that washes all our sins away. Unfortunately, many assume that the cross is only a story that we read about in the New Testament with the eyewitness accounts of Jesus' death on the cross. But this story of the cross began long before Jesus actually died on the cross and then found its total fulfillment on the cross as we celebrate and remember it during Lent. Today, in Joel, we see this beginning as we begin with Ash Wednesday. This Ash Wednesday that begins Lent with our devout symbols of sacrifice. Our sacrifice shows our desire to honor God in this season of Lent by changing the way we think and act. This draws us closer to God who sacrificed his son for our sake and thereby changed us forever into his marvelous glory. Can and should you make a sacrifice during Lent? You can, but you don't have to. For those of us that choose to, I would urge caution. The temptation will be to use our actions to brag to the world about our moral quality, when in fact these actions are personal sacrifices to remind us 
of the ultimate sacrifice of God. This evening, you may choose to sacrifice something as you receive the sticker of the ashes upon your forehead. Maybe it will be meat. Maybe it will be chocolate. Maybe it will be french fries at McDonald's. Whatever it is, remember the words of Matthew 6, 16 to 18. And when you fast, don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do, who try to look pale and disheveled so people will admire them for the fasting. I assure you, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Then no one will suspect you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in secret. And your father, who knows all secrets, will reward you. Today in Joel, there was no doubt about the sorrow of the people of Israel. There seemed to be little, and God was calling them to change the way they thought and acted. Their humble estate and the congregation was to be obvious to all. God was calling them to break their hearts of stone and not their empty outward actions that failed to match their hearts of sin. How often do we go through those same motions? Come to church, sing the hymns, take communion, while inwardly we are not fully committed to Christ. We hold on to our hearts of stone, refusing to be softened by the gospel. We decide that school, work, politics, and even family come before God. And while we are willing to sacrifice our lives for those temporary fixes, we lose sight of the permanent fix that can be found in Christ. Listen to the words of Joel in verse 14. Who knows? He may turn and have pity and leave behind a blessing. Here we see God choosing to choose not to punish us. And how he did that through Christ. In Joel, we see the blessing as being the blessing of the cross. This cross, which makes ashes of our own wills and our own ambitions. This cross, which makes ashes of our material satisfactions. This cross makes ashes of all we thought permanent before burning up our mortal bodies, burning up our sinful desires, burning up our sinful and selfish ambitions, and making his sign of life permanent in our lives. Today, you will receive the imposition of the ashes in the form of a cross sticker on your forehead. And a reminder that life is fleeting, but the cross is the permanent symbol of life eternal through Christ. To the people of Israel, this was the ultimate hope. To us today, this hope continues as we remember the ancient story of the cross. This pronouncement of judgment being averted for the people and for us today is not so much that we all should be saved from violence and calamity and punishment because the believer knows full well that we deserve such punishment. Rather, our cry is different. 
We want God to forgive us and show his majesty in Christ because in doing so, even the world who refuses to see Christ as our Savior will see his compassion and believe that he is their Savior as well. When we see the calamity that reigns after a disastrous hurricane and flood, we don't want repair and rebuilding to show the world how wonderful we are and that we can take care of ourselves. Rather, we want the world to see Christians sacrificing and working together to the glory of God so that Jesus and his compassion will be known and the world might come to faith in his gracious acts of compassion and gentle chiseling of the Holy Spirit on their rock-hard hearts. That saddest part of Lent would be that we engage in our efforts to establish a ministry that is to glorify Christ. But to those who know little of Christ, still find little more of him in our message. How sad it would be to start another mission or another church or redefine our ministry here at faith, but give little attention to Christ being the first and foremost in our ministry plans. Could and would the people of Lake County look at our sins, see our weakness, watch the gathering of our assembly and see that we have left our beds warm with our marriage partners we have brought our infant children still suckling. We have called our senior generation to be a people that will glorify our God who sent his son Christ Jesus to be a blessing to us. And we cry out to the world that our blessing is the cross. There is our God. Here is our God. This is our God. And he has redeemed you as well. And the Lord has replied to us with life eternal. Our witness is one of certainty that God has redeemed us through his son, Jesus. And after our death, we will never suffer again because he has made Jesus the ultimate object of scorn in our place and lifted us up to the blessing of the cross. Making us partners with Jesus in the resurrection of the dead and the life everlasting. Amen. Yes, this is the ancient story of the cross. This story is told again and again from generation to generation. And now we take it up, not for our sake, but for the sake of him who is the savior of the world, who died on that cross, Jesus our suffering servant and redeemer of the world. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.